You're traveling through another dimension. A dimension not only of sight, but of mind. A journey into a wondrous land whose boundaries are that of imagination. That's the signpost up ahead. Your next stop, the Tone Zone. Welcome to the Tone Zone. I'm your host, Anthony Mullen, and today we have another edition of our uh, sports show within a podcast that occurs every other week, the Tone Red Zone, as we're calling it. I am joined by Justin Buckland. How are you doing? I'm doing quite good today. And Mitchell Marinos. I'm doing great. And unfortunately, uh, our other host, Andrew Hallis, could not be here, but uh, he's he's in our thoughts today, and we have his game picks, so he's still part of the show. That's we're thinking just, of you, Andrew. We're thinking yep. of you, Andrew. Okay, so we talked last uh, two weeks ago, week six of the NFL, and we talked about the Browns, we talked about what was wrong, and we previewed their game against the Seahawks, which obviously did not go in our favor, unfortunately. But um, it's week eight now in the NFL, and then also we are doing a little bit of college football, week nine NCAA, and we're actually going to start there. Um we picked out six games that really uh, are interesting us, and we're going to give our picks, give our thoughts about that. So uh, let's start, obviously, with the number one team in the nation, Alabama. They're playing Arkansas, and it's not that big of a game. I mean, I think we we'll all have Alabama winning this, but the big story is Tua is out, and Mac Jones is in. We don't know anything about him. Does this hurt Alabama's polls, or does it hurt Tua's chance for a Heisman? Um, I don't think it hurts them in the polls in any way because, I mean, they're just so talented. I, they're not going to lose at Arkansas, even with Tua not playing. Yeah. But it could hurt Tua's Heisman race. But, I mean, I think he's looking at the bigger picture national championship. But yeah. definitely could hurt him missing a week, especially with so many other players playing so well right now. Yeah, I agree. Um, definitely don't think this will hurt Alabama in the polls. But as far as Tua's Heisman ranking goes, this could hurt him just because of how good some of these other guys are playing and if they show up this could hurt him ultimately in the end but once again I think they're looking towards the bigger picture here yeah I think the interesting thing with their polls is um it's not with this game it's with LSU which is next week or something like that it's something it's coming up it's it's close and two is hurt he's not going to be 100 percent. so I think the long-term threat to their polls could be really interesting if Tua is not what we know Tua can be. Yeah, I mean... Especially against LSU, who's looked amazing this year. Yeah, he's looked really well this year. And, I mean, like, last year he had some injury struggles. I mean, this is a uh, different issue because it's his ankle this time, but still, he uh, it's going to make a major impact in that game if he's not 100%. Yeah, definitely. So, I have Alabama, obviously. Andrew has Alabama, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, Alabama. 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 All right. Now next, uh, it's another it's another game that's not it's not a good matchup per se, but it's the storylines we want to talk about. It's number four Clemson versus Boston College, and kind of the weird thing about this year, we went in kind of thinking Clemson would dominate us, dominate everyone. Mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence was kind of the golden child of uh, college for sure, number one pick uh, in two years, and they've looked they haven't looked good. They haven't looked impressive. Trevor Lawrence has eight. 
interceptions, his stats do not look good. 14 touchdowns, 8 picks. He's got the 14th best QBR in the nation. It's not looking very good for them. Yeah, they were coming in. They were looking at Trevor Lawrence potentially being the top quarterback in college football after winning the national championship a year ago. Many thought he was a Heisman. Exactly. And this year he's kind of had a sophomore slump. He's not been the same. But nonetheless, I mean, they're talking about bringing them down because they play no one. They've had their only really close game so far has been that game at North Carolina North where Carolina. Yeah. it was like mm-hmm. they went for two, didn't get it. But I mean, I still think Clemson's a very good team. It's just their strength of schedule hurts them in the end and um, makes other people seem like they're not as dominant as they are. But yeah, we'll see how it turns out. They shouldn't. They really shouldn't lose to Boston College or really anyone else on their schedule. Yeah, I think this is going to be an easy game for them. They're a thirty-five point favorite. Yeah, but I I just think. Like with Alabama, I think there's there's long-term worries. Yeah. And something interesting with Justin said to me earlier about the North Carolina game. Yep. He he went, and one thing he noticed was um, UNC looked like a bigger football team. They did. They did. And it was actually quite surprising to me. And, I mean, I guess I do have a little bit of bias just because I was at that game, and it was really exciting. But um, one thing... Uh, myself and even my dad noticed that Clemson just did not they did not look good and overall North Carolina looked like a bigger team Clemson looked like they had more athletes but necessarily their guys just did not look big compared to North Carolina I mean especially on the line North Carolina looked massive compared to Clemson yeah which was very surprising and I think that I think that kind of makes sense because you have uh, last year, they had so many players go to the NFL, especially on that defensive line. Yeah. So maybe it's maybe it's the hard transition to getting new players and getting them situated. I mean, it could just be Dabo doesn't really have them ready this year. Yeah. yeah, that could be a possibility. And the only other ranked team on their schedule as of right now is rank is Wake Forest, who's ranked twenty uh, fifth right now. They and might not even be ranked by the time they play them. Yeah, too. exactly. Yeah. And. I think, honestly, I think that North Carolina game kind of hurt them. Um, the reputation, definitely. Oh, yeah, yeah because everybody yeah. was watching that game, and just because of the lack of strength in their schedule, um, Clemson should have went, went in there, won by multiple touchdowns. Oh, absolutely. And they didn't, and I think that's going to hurt them. Like, even after that North Carolina game, um, even beating Florida State and Louisville in dominating fashion, they've still dropped in the polls each week. Even and with the the, Louis, the Louisville game, he threw two. Uh, Trevor Lawrence threw two picks. He mm-hmm. did not look very good. No, he has not looked good at all this yeah. season. Yeah. I have his stats against conference teams, and it's really alarming. Eleven touchdowns to seven picks. And the ACC is not it's, that strong anymore. Yeah. So when they're playing their biggest games, he's not really showing up. Mm-mm. Which he should be, and I think that could be a reason of concern for Clemson in the future. I mean. The games that he needs to play well in, he hasn't been. And yeah. going forward, especially in the playoffs, what Trevor Lawrence are we going to see? Definitely, definitely. Uh, I mean, for this game, I think, obviously, I think they're going to win. Andrew yeah. has them winning. Uh, you guys probably have them winning as well. I don't think we believe in the Eagles. No. So, uh, Clemson wins this week, but there's problems that they have to address, definitely. The next game, I think this is a really interesting game. Uh, Notre Dame going to Michigan, playing the Wolverines. And this is a really interesting game if you look at it uh, for Michigan and Jim Harbaugh. They just came off that Penn State game. I mean, 
Jim Harbaugh really, if you look at his time at Michigan, he hasn't had a big win. If he hasn't no. had a single big win at Michigan, and he's, I feel like this is the beginning of the end for him, and I feel like this is probably his last chance to get that big win, because I don't think they're going to beat Ohio State. Ohio State looks no much better than them this year. No. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I think this Jim Harbaugh has really not impressed anyone so far at Michigan, other than the recruiting side. Yeah, and they He's, haven't shown up. Yeah, they. Shea Patterson hasn't been good. Mm-hmm. Shea Patterson's probably the most overrated quarterback in college football, and he. I mean, I just don't see anything special about him. Yeah. He he fumbles the ball a lot. He hasn't been. I mean, like very consistent this year. I just. Yeah. Yeah. I just, like even like Devin Gardner was better than him. Yeah, Devin Gardner. <laughs> Honestly, I have um, Notre Dame winning this game. I don't think Michigan is that great of a football team. And like you said, Anthony, I think this is the beginning of the end, especially if he does not get a big win here against Notre Dame. And one thing I think that Michigan lacks and has always lacked is an elite quarterback. Definitely. They have never had an elite quarterback in their program. That's been kind of their big problem. Yeah. Yeah. And especially bringing in Jim Harbaugh, I mean, I with the recruiting, I figured they're hoping to change that, but you haven't seen that. I mean, they've done good things in the recruiting. It's just they haven't gotten those kids to do anything. Yeah. Yeah. They get the five stars, but they don't produce. You have Shea Patterson, a five-star from Ole Miss, come in, and he hasn't done anything. Mm-mm. Nothing that we can name right off the top of our heads that yeah. has been impressive. Yeah. I, Mitch, who do you have winning? I got Notre Dame. I mean, they have their running back, Jafar Armstrong, back. I I see them going to the big house. They're only a one-point favorite, but I got them winning by two scores. Is there a little bias in that pick there? Bitch? Yes, 100% bias, now, but still see a win. This is funny because I just spent about a minute trashing Michigan and what they've done. I think Michigan wins this game. I think Jim Harbaugh is too good of a coach. I think he's desperate, and I think the better coach, when he's desperate, I, and especially since it's in the big house, I think that's the deciding factor. I think they get an ugly win, and I think, I think it's his big win before he leaves. Yeah, I don't think Brian they really Kelly's have anything to lose. But... <sighs> it's only lost two games in two years. Yeah, but Jim Harbaugh's been to, to a Clemson Super Bowl. and Georgia. <sighs> you know, it's I'm the lone wolf on this. I guess history it's... repeats itself. I don't. I don't think Michigan's gonna win yet another big game. They're gonna lose. Okay. I'm the only one going Michigan on this one. Now, next, we have uh, this would have been a bigger matchup like two weeks ago, but mm-hmm. it's still big. Wisconsin's going to uh, Columbus to face the Buckeyes, number three in the nation. They look really good. J.K. Dobbins, uh, Justin Fields, Ryan Day. Honestly, Ryan Day has them looking much better than Urban Meyer ever had them looking. They look- I'm, not, I'm not the biggest fan of Urban Meyer. I think I make that public, but... Yeah, Ryan Day, they look like a completely different football team. They just run up and down the field on teams. It's just yeah. completely different than what you saw a year ago. Like, they go in, completely dominate a team, and, I mean, the game's over at halftime. Yeah, and something I noticed a lot with Urban Meyer's teams, they played down to their opponents. Uh, like, take, I mean, they won the Big Ten Championship last year against Northwestern, but they let Northwestern kind of hang in there. Mm-hmm. Last week... Ryan Day just beat him 50-3. to Yeah. It embarrassed him. And, I mean, he has Justin Fields looking like a Heisman. And, I mean, Ohio State really hasn't had that since the early Urban Meyer days. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean they've just been scoring on teams. That's just Kim. I mean that's the obvious factor. I mean the least they've scored in a game so far is thirty four against Michigan State. And yeah, they still won. And their by, defense looks really good. Yeah, they still won by twenty four. And I, I mean, I just don't see anyone stopping Ohio State anytime soon. They just look too dominate, too dominating on the offensive side of the ball. Justin Fields is just too good. Yeah, and yeah. I mean their defense. They produced. They they had talent in the Urban Meyer days with like Marshawn Lattimore and Denzel Ward, but now they're producing. Mm-hmm. I yeah yeah, and their offense is just explosive with Justin Fields the way he's playing right now. They're like you said, Mitchell. They're running all over the field, and the least amount they've scored in a game is thirty four, and that was against Michigan State. But they this I I think this could be a closer game. I agree, but I do believe Ohio State will win in the end. I think they're I think they're catching Wisconsin at the perfect time for them. I yeah. mean, Wisconsin obviously coming off that really bad loss to Illinois, and I think I mean I think they're better than thirteen, but obviously with the loss of momentum, I I'd say Ohio State wins by like two touchdowns. Yeah, I think it comes down to if they can contain Jonathan Taylor. Absolutely. I I think he's going to have. A big game, as I mean, we expect every week from him, but mm-hmm. I think Ohio State will contain him enough to win the game. Yeah, definitely. And I think the most, when I really realized that Ohio State was this good of a football team, is when they played Nebraska Saturday Completely night. Completely agree. And yes. they just went out there and smacked Nebraska in the mouth. And mm-hmm. I think that caught a lot of people's attention, that yeah. Ohio State was the real deal this year. Quick question. Do you think Urban Meyer goes to another school? Because I'm kind of convinced he is. I think he goes to USC. I think he's trying to make it look like he's not because every time a rumor comes out, he immediately yeah. shuts it down saying he's done coaching. But once I think the rumors die down enough for people to stop talking about it, his name's going to get brought back up in those coaching spots. And, I mean, USC's been they that been team good, yeah. over and over again. You see that he could potentially coach. Yeah. And, I mean, USC's been big downturn lately. Boy, if he went to USC – could turn that program around. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that'd be funny, especially leaving Ohio State, kind of retiring yeah. like he did with Florida. So, yeah, I think we all have Ohio State. We all think that they're one of the best teams in the nation, and they're deserving of the ranking. Now, the final game, uh, let's let's quickly talk about Oklahoma. Oklahoma plays Kansas State, State uh, this week. It's not that big of a matchup, but I just really want to talk about uh, Jalen Hurts and what he's been doing this year. Like, I, I do – the game that really pops out for me is the UCLA game. He had three touchdowns in the first half and, like, 300 yards. He completely outclassed them. And, it I mean, what um, Lincoln Riley's done, switching in quarterbacks in and out each year with no transition, it's really impressive. Yeah, I agree. Link, Lincoln Riley's a great coach, definitely one of the best football minds in college football right now. And what he's done is very impressive. I mean, going from Baker to um, Kyler Murray and now transfer Jalen Hurts. And I'm a big fan of Jalen Hurts. I mean, just last week, he was 16 for 17, 316 yards and three touchdowns. Nearly perfect. And they won 52 to 14. I mean, he's consistently week in and week out throwing and running the ball very efficiently. Yeah. I mean, I think Oklahoma right now, they're better than Clemson. I I think they deserve that four. I agree. Definitely agree. So, yeah. Uh, we all have Oklahoma winning. I don't think that's a surprise. And finally, the uh, game of the week for most, um, 
number nine Auburn versus number two LSU. Now, I think LSU has kind of been the story of the year with uh, the emergence of Joe Burrow. He's kind of taken it another level. Their wide receivers are playing great. And, I mean, they're number two in the nation. They look arguably, in my opinion, they're the best team in the nation. I I mean, they have looked amazing. Joe, Joe Burrow, I mean, for most people, the Heisman so far. Yeah. Um, I we'll mean, get to that. He's just he's looked incredible. There's really nothing that's stopping him. Week in and week out, he's throwing for three, four touchdowns. Only three yeah. picks on the year. He's just looked great. Yeah, with the momentum that LSU has right now, um, I don't I don't see them losing this game. And the way they're playing overall, collectively as a unit, um, I just even though Auburn is a good team, I don't see them losing today. Yeah, I mean, obviously they're young with Bo Nix and. They have one loss. They look good, but I LSU just looks unbeatable right now, and I think they can beat Alabama. I mean, I don't know if that game's in Alabama or not. That'll be an interesting game. Very, yeah. And I, what Joe Burrow's done this year, emerging as an NFL talent, a legitimate NFL talent, it's really impressive. Yeah, but I'm gonna have to go with Auburn. You're going with Auburn. I'm going with Auburn. You're going with Auburn. They're gonna go in. Bo Nix is gonna lead the and, Auburn Tigers in a win. I mean. LSU's looked really good, but right when I think they're going to slip up. I think they're going to slip up to Auburn, and then I think they're going to start falling off the map once they lose to Alabama, and I think that'll be the end of LSU this year. Interesting. Yeah, I wasn't surprised with that pick considering the Bo Nix jersey on right now, Mitchell. Yeah, obviously you can't see it, but he's wearing a Bo Nix jersey, and... He's going with Auburn. I like I like the pick. I like I like I needed, how bold it is. I needed a bold pick. I needed one. Justin, who do you have in this game? Um, like I said, I don't see LSU LSU losing, so I'm gonna have to go with them at the end. Okay, and that wraps up our picks for college football. And I kind of want to transition to what we were saying about Joe Burrow and the whole Heisman thing. Uh, I, we're just gonna go through some players who have been in the talks for the Heisman and think if they deserve it and where they rank compared to the others. Uh, the first one I want to talk about is uh, Jonathan Taylor. Uh, Obviously, he's been really good, but I think that Illinois loss kind of crippled his uh, campaign for the Heisman. Um, uh, not necessarily, because I mean the Heisman's more of like an individual, pro- like trophy in my opinion. Yeah, but I, he's just been lighting up college football, and I mean I don't. He's not necessarily my Heisman pick, but I think he'll definitely be there for the ceremony. Yeah, he's just he's just been lighting up college I football. Just, I just feel like he hasn't had kind of the Heisman moment. Yeah. And I think that loss to Illinois doesn't help him yeah. at all. I mean, that could be today. He might light up Ohio State. That's true. That's I mean, true. If he goes out there and does well against Ohio State and pulls off an upset potentially, I think that definitely would help his standings. That would give him that Heisman moment. I think if he beats Ohio State today, he's top three. Yeah. I think I think that that give him the boost he needed. Yeah, because the only chance they have of winning that game is if he goes off. Yeah, definitely. And uh, yeah, so uh, Jonathan Taylor, he's on the verge. He's almost there. Uh, next, Justin Fields. I think he's been really good. He's been really consistent. I just think that the other guys have been more outstanding. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, he's definitely also been lighting up college football. Yeah. The thing that stands out to me about him, I mean, he has 22 touchdowns to one interception. Man, really? So, yeah, and uh, I think he – I mean, he's got to have the least amount of interceptions I, out of the people that we're talking about in the Heisman race. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I, I th- he has been very impressive. I just think the other players have done more statistically 
other than like the interceptions part but yeah um in my opinion i think justin fields um could surprise a lot of people depending on the way the rest of the season goes and like you said what was it 22 touchdowns to one 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 interception that's extremely impressive in the way that like their pass game is going right now and just going all over teams right now i really i really like justin fields i'd say he's a top two i think i think the thing that's hurting justin fields in my eyes is at the beginning of the season ohio state was playing fau and yeah uh miami of ohio and I think that I think that hurts him a little bit. Where Joe Burrow was playing a little better teams, where Tua was playing a little better better teams. Alabama notoriously has an easy schedule. Yeah. But I think as this uh, later in the season, especially with Wisconsin today in Michigan at the end of the season, and Penn State, and Penn State, I forgot about that. He could really solidify himself as a candidate. And yeah. I feel like if he does well, he's gonna be top two. Mm-hmm. If he shows up in those games and has big games like he's has, I don't understand why he's not in that conversation. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, we kind of talked about him earlier. He's out this week. Tua Tagovailoa. I think he's been really underappreciated this year. I think we've kind of taken him for granted, but I think that injury is going to hurt him with for the Heisman. Yeah, missing this week definitely is not going to help. But I mean, he could pop off for 400 yards any week with that receiving core he has. It's the best in the nation. Yeah, yeah. But, being... but I mean, he's definitely. I feel like he'll definitely be. Definitely be at the ceremony. Yeah, I agree. I think being out this week um, could hurt his chances. Um, but then again, he could have a couple of huge games towards the end of the season. Yeah, but, especially um, with LSU. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If he can play well in that game, I think that kind of makes up for um, this injury. But it'll be interesting to see what he does. Yeah. And I think a thing, another thing he has going for him is I think he's kind of right now the face of college football i think he's the most recognizable name in college football yeah Yeah. and uh my top two uh jalen hurts right now he's my number two i think he's been phenomenal i only i think the thing holding him back is oklahoma's ranking i feel like if they miss the playoffs i don't think he's gonna get it but i could see him getting it if they get a four they just need that four I right now he's probably my number two, but I I want him to win the Heisman. I think eventually he will end up winning the Heisman. Um, he's just been insane this year. He's been efficient with his passes. Really efficient. I, yes, yeah. he's already thrown over two thousand yards, twenty touchdowns, three interceptions. He's running the ball. I mean, he's their leading rusher as their quarterback. <sighs> he has seven hundred and five rushing yards and ten touchdowns. Wow. He's just he's just been efficient running and passing the ball. Yeah. Yeah, I agree there. Um, I think definitely if, which I do believe, Oklahoma currently deserves the four spot over Clemson right now. But I think if they eventually do get that four spot, um, I think that does help his Heisman chances. Definitely, definitely. Now, I think he's number one for me, Joe Burrow. I think he's done everything right for his Heisman campaign. He's got LSU overachieving. They look better than ever. And, I mean, there's not much to say. I think he's the best quarterback in the nation right now. Yeah, no question. I mean, last year he was just one of those – he was definitely a a good quarterback, but he wasn't one of those elite quarterbacks we're talking about now. Yeah. And he's definitely made that step to an elite quarterback. He has 29 touchdowns. He already set his school's record and we're in week nine. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's definitely lit up college football more than we could expect. His jump to where he is now – it's unbelievable. Yeah, no one was really talking about him coming into the season. No. And now they're talking about him being 
the top pick. Yeah, he's got the storyline of the year. Yeah. Here's a couple things with Joe Burrow. The way he's playing right now, I think he's the favorite. Definitely. But yeah. I think going forward, this game against Auburn could be huge. He needs to play well in this game, and he also needs to play well against Alabama. Absolutely. So it could, in my eyes, it could go a couple different ways. If he plays well in both of those games and plays like the way he has been, I think there's no doubt that he is most likely the favorite. But if he goes out there and lays an egg against both of those teams, I don't know. You could start to see a shift. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think especially for LSU, it's kind of the whole Michigan, the Ohio State game makes your season. Yeah. Even though LSU is number two in the nation, their season is made or broken by the Alabama game. And how he plays will dictate where he falls in the Heisman rankings. And potentially that game could be one versus two. Oh, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, yeah. I mean, if they beat Auburn. Shaping and, up to be that, yeah. And, I mean, whatever team loses, you can't expect them to fall out. Of, I mean, you can't expect them to fall out of the top four. Which No, could, I don't think they will. Which could make a lot of noise coming into the playoffs. That's true, yeah. Mm-hmm. And speaking of the playoffs, I wanted to get our predictions out there for what the playoffs will end up being like around New Year's. Now, I want to ask a question before we do that. Right now, the college football playoff is four teams, and personally, I'm really fine with that. I think it's, it keeps the quality of teams high. Uh, do you have any problems with it being four teams? I know that's a hot topic, if they should expand the playoff. Yeah, I really think they should expand the playoffs. I mean, I don't really see the downfall to—I don't see a downfall making it eight teams. Like, I know there's been ways talking about like how we'd pick those eight teams, and— I think the top I think they should do five the five conference champions out of the power five and then the three best at large teams. I think the problem with that is that you have like the Pac twelve. Yeah, the Pac twelve. The Pac twelve's not good. It's I not think good, but I feel like Oregon's eleven. But then would you do the top eight teams if we did it like that? If I was gonna do it, I'd do the top eight teams, but even then you have who's number eight right now? Notre Dame. No Notre Dame's number eight. I don't think they deserve to be in the playoff. I don't think they need. I don't think they deserve a shot at Alabama. I think they do. And then uh, seven. Uh, who's seven? Florida. 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 I mean, I see all those. Top, Florida's all, all right. All of those eight teams. I think they could all put up a fight with every team on that list. I mean, I I see the merit for it. I see that it it has opportunities for upsets. It's more like March Madness. Yeah, but like, but I feel like it drags it drags it out. I think it's one extra week. It's making more money for the NCAA. There's really no downfall to making it. And, like, they're like, oh, we'll have to find stadiums and stuff. The first round could be at that team's home stadium, like, whoever has the higher seed. I actually do like that idea. I don't like the Bulls being exclusively yeah. into the playoff. Yeah. But I think I think those three games are the perfect pace for the playoff. I feel like if it's eight teams in those amount of games, I feel like the interest will drag. Yeah. Because I kind of feel like the interest for the national title game drags after the playoffs. Yeah. It's kind of, it's not like this, it's nothing like the Super Bowl. Yeah, I'd agree. But at the same time, maybe they could test it out. I mean, they can always test it out. Yeah. One, like, yeah. and if it's clearly not the way they want to go. If it's a go, train wreck, then yeah, I think, the idea. personally, I think it could work, and I think that's the route eventually they're, they are going to take. And I think it's only time before it becomes a larger playoff. Yeah. Here's my opinion on this. Uh, Mitchell, I agree with you. I think it should be expanded to eight teams. And looking at the top eight teams, right? Eight teams right now, Alabama, LSU, Ohio State, Clemson, 
Oklahoma, Penn State, Florida, Notre Dame. I don't see any reason why any of those teams don't deserve a shot at any of the other teams. I think it could make things interesting. And instead of seeing the same Alabama, the usual every year, um, in the same national championship like Alabama, Clemson every year, I think this changes things up. And here's where I'm going to disagree with interest dragging. I think this could increase interest because say you get a matchup um, like Penn State and LSU right now, just randomly. I, that's something different. That's, that's something, something you we, don't usually Penn see. That's something. That's, that's a good point. It'd be matchups fine. Because yeah. you, you don't usually see a Penn State and an LSU team go against each other. And that's why I think um, it could increase interest because I think the increase the interest kind of lags right now because you see Alabama, Clemson. Okay, here we go again. It's kind of like the NBA, Cavs and Warriors. Okay, here we go again. I think this this kind of make, makes things exciting. And I mean... The top eight, I mean, they're all great football teams. And I think that would be ultimately the perfect number. And I don't see any reason why the NCAA shouldn't. Like you said, Mitchell, it's more money. Um, and ultimately, I think it would increase interest in the college football my, playoffs. My problem with I – think, I think you guys made great points. I, I completely agree with what you're saying, what the eight, uh, team playoff could benefit. But I feel like the problem that arises is look at who's number 10. It's Georgia. They just had a horrible loss to South Carolina. If they, if Florida loses and if Notre Dame loses, or if Auburn loses, they're brought up to the top eight, and now they have a shot that I don't think they really deserve. Yeah, but at the same time, in college football, it's gotten so hard. Like you can't, you just can't lose. Like yeah. that's yeah. the thing. I think, and and if, not only does uh, I think four teams puts more pressure on the teams. It makes them play better during the regular season Mm -hmm. and it gets better games because there's more of a sense of urgency and like there's one thing you said like you like the four teams just because it's like those high caliber teams yeah why not make it eight and make them prove it what's one more game no no that's I, i i agree with you on that but what i'm saying is if alabama is one they can lose a game and still be in the top eight there's no sense of urgency if uh ohio state's three they can't lose a game because Clemson or Oklahoma will jump them. Yeah, it has that sense of pressure that I really like. Yeah. Now, the margin for error. Is I, I respect that. If I was going to change it, if I was going to change, I wouldn't change it at all. But if I was to expand it, I would expand it to six and have like a wild, wild card. card. Yeah, because I feel like the NFL does its pacing well. I have you have, you have the wild card, divisional, championship, Super Bowl. I just get rid of one of those rounds and. I mean, people are interested in the NFL playoffs consistently. Mm-hmm. So I think you do that if you're going to change it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even making it six, I think, would be an improvement than the four they already have. I don't disagree. That's fair. I That's don't fair. disagree with you, Anthony. Um, I think that would allow for different teams to get in. You could still see some of those upsets. So I de- I'd really never thought about that idea. So I definitely think that could happen and eight could happen as well. But I don't see a reason as of right now. Um, to not expand it, but I understand where you're coming from with the whole, um, the best four teams playing at that caliber. Yeah. I understand that. And I, yeah. th- I think the only reason they haven't made it like a point to expand it is just because I don't think the like committee wants to seem like they can be pushed over just because like it's kind of like a That's, big topic. Yeah. And I feel like when they want to move it to a six or eight or whatever they want to do, they will do it when they're ready and when they think the time is right because each off season or like when the playoffs come out, they're like, 
this team got scummed. So. They don't want to admit that they were wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Here's another thing, Anthony. You say that you said that um, Alabama they can lose a game, but like not really have a sense of urgency. Yeah. But on the other end of it, what if it, they do increase it to eight teams, and what if you have some of those teams sitting at nine, ten, eleven? Playing with more urge, playing with more urgency, playing better. Yeah, but I feel like, I feel like with that, obviously that's gonna happen. But like, if you look at like 10, 10 11, 12, what is it? Uh, Georgia, Oregon, and Utah. I'm not watching those teams. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. I'm watching Alabama. I'm watching Clemson. I'm watching yeah. Ohio State. I I just think it, uh, having eight teams and having six teams to a lesser extent, kind of allows teams to sleepwalk into the playoffs. Yeah. Because the way the way it's formatted, it's not like the NFL. It's not based on record. It's not based on tiebreakers. It's and just everything. based off their playing. It's based on polls, which are started in the preseason. And look at Clemson; they were number one in the preseason polls. They could have sleepwalked their way. They could be playing the way they are right now. They'd get in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But now there is a danger that they will get out of the playoff, and I just think that's better. Yeah, and I don't think. If they do ultimately decide to change it, I don't think there will always be controversy surrounding this, whether it should yeah. be four, six, eight, whatever. You're not going to please everybody. So um, I think it'll always be a matter of controversy and it'll always be a um, kind of a hot topic, but it'll be interesting to see what they do going down the road here. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I know we went on like a 10 minute tangent about the uh, college football <laughs> playoff, uh, what can be fixed. But let's go back to predictions. Now, I think I think uh, the playoff will uh, go. I think it should be Bama, uh, LSU, Ohio State, and Oklahoma, not in that order. But I think it's gonna be the winner of Bama and LSU, and the winner of the SEC title game, which will probably be the same team: Ohio State, Clemson, and Oklahoma. I think they're gonna have. I think they're gonna try to get Clemson in. Here's yeah. here's my thing with this. I the way Clemson's playing right now, they keep dropping. They're not really impressive. If that Alabama LSU game is a close game and LSU can put up a good fight and make it close against Alabama, I don't think that um, LSU if they lose could drop out of the top four. If it is a close I game within right. a field goal or even a touchdown. I think there's potential for them to stay in. I really hope you're right. But I think I think with that Ohio uh, was it last year the Ohio State con- no it's two years ago where they didn't make the playoff because they didn't win their conference no. Mm-hmm. The Ohio State missed the playoffs like two years ago, and there was like an uproar about it like yeah. oh we should have been in the playoff, but it was, um, I mean, they're not gonna do it based on the four best teams they're going to do it based on polls and based on storylines so i feel like they're going to want clemson in because trevor lawrence is the is one of the faces of college football and i just think you have to put clemson in i mean you have a team who went was an undefeated national champion last year yeah they're they're going to go undefeated this year. There's really um, they should. They're not. There's yeah, no. They have they're going to slip yeah, up ATC, to. Yeah. You can't. You can't not put them in. An undefeated national champion. Then they haven't lost since. Ex- yeah. They're exactly. they're going to get in no matter what. You, there's no way you can't keep them in. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's going to be tough. Ultimately, I would like to see LSU in it, and I think Oklahoma definitely deserves to be in it. But um, if LSU keeps playing the way they do, I don't know. And I if think, they can put up a fight against Alabama, I 
it'll it, it'll be it'll be a tough decision. It'll be interesting. To the see what two they do. key games that will decide it will be that Alabama LSU game to see how that turns out. Yeah, and then the SEC championship. Yeah, because maybe that if maybe that brings Georgia back up. Who knows? Because I mean, Georgia beats that an Alabama team who's undefeated. That gives them a lot of talk. Yeah, definitely. I want to go back to what I was saying about Ohio State. It was 2017. Alabama got in as the four seed, and they didn't oh, win the yeah. SEC. Georgia did, and Ohio State won the Big Ten. And there was an uproar. Oh, they conference champion. They should get in. Yeah. That's just wanted to clarify there. Yeah, I think. I just think it's they're gonna try to get Clemson in, even though I think they're the fifth best team in the nation. Yeah, I and think the top four will end up being. I think it's gonna be Alabama one. Yeah. Um, Ohio State. Two, Clemson. Three, Oklahoma. Four. Because you think LSU. I think LSU's. I think LSU will fall off, and then I just don't see any of those other teams losing. They they at least shouldn't. Yeah. And I if, think it should be Bama, LSU, Ohio State, Oklahoma. I agree with you, Anthony. But then again, if LSU doesn't win today, I don't see them getting it. Yeah. So that's that's fair, definitely. So that that wraps up what we wanted to talk about for college football. Now let's get back to the NFL. Now. Since the last time we talked about the NFL, a lot of changes to the league have happened. Uh, we're approaching the trade deadline, and many deals have been done. Uh, I, have, uh, I have five notable uh, moves um, I want to talk about. Uh, first, obviously, the biggest one, Jalen Ramsey to L.A., to the Rams. Uh, and then in that same deal, Marcus Peter going to Baltimore. Um, Gary on Conley, uh, former Ohio State, former Maslin Tiger, Maslin Tiger, going to uh, Houston, uh, and then Emmanuel Sanders going to the 49ers, and Mohamed Sanu going to the Patriots. Any stand out to you? Definitely the Jalen Ramsey trade. I mean, they already had Marcus Peters, and they just, I mean, in huge upgrade. Jalen Ramsey, definitely yeah. one of the top corners in the NFL. And also Baltimore getting Marcus Peters. I mean, I'm not a big fan of that a, just because. Get a pick six his first game there. Yeah. Huh? I mean, that definitely just makes them – a more elite team than they already were. Definitely. Yeah, I agree. I think I think the interesting thing with the Jalen Ramsey trade is I uh, the Rams will not have a first-round pick for three years. They haven't had one the past two years, and they're not going to have one this year. So they're really going all in on this team, which has shown cracks, especially, I mean, obviously they lost in the Super Bowl. But, I mean, they haven't looked as good as people thought. I mean, Jared Goff doesn't look like the million-dollar man they paid him to be yeah um that but the, the talent all around on that rams team it's oh, just then, it's just yeah. insane i and mean todd Gurley, todd Gurley's knees and he hasn't looked the same mm-mm. Mm-mm. but i they're just all around a great team i i think that jalen ramsey trade definitely helps a ton to their defense yeah and they're definitely they're definitely all in on this team yeah and um, right now, they're really not worried about those draft picks just because it's right now they're looking for a deep playoff run, potentially another Super Bowl run, and those picks aren't really going to be too detrimental because they're not really looking to pick top 10 or anything. So Yeah, they definitely have the most star power in the league now. Yeah. They have the best, arguably the best two defenders, if you don't count Khalil Mack in yeah. the NFL. They, they look dangerous. They look good against Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one I want to talk about is uh, Emmanuel Sanders to San Francisco. I think that's interesting because obviously San Francisco is six and zero, and adding Emmanuel Sanders kind of gives them kind of gives them that threat that they didn't really have on the outside. I mean, they have Marquise Goodwin, they have Dante Pettis, but 
Emmanuel Sanders kind of bolsters that receiving core even more. And it makes him dangerous, especially going into this game with uh, Carolina. Yeah, Emmanuel Sanders, um, you haven't heard his name much recently. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, he's just an under-the-radar guy. He's gets his work done, yeah. produces. And I think that's someone they really needed. Um, someone who can um, be a leader in that receiving core. And someone who can um, make a huge impact right off the start. Yeah, yeah, I think definitely like the leadership aspect of it, what he could bring to that team and help them as far as that goes. I think that could be really helpful to them. Yeah, they're looking really good right now. Uh, I think the best trade so far has been Mohamed Sanu to New England. I think that's just a great move that Belichick did that nobody really saw coming. And it just, especially with the Josh Gordon injury and his rumored release, uh, it adds a better threat uh, uh, arguably to the Patriots and makes them look even better. Yeah, I did not see that one coming, and I mean, it's just it's that team is just so scary. Yeah, they've just been. I mean, the defense lighting it up. Tom mm-hmm. Brady producing. Yep. At what forty two years old. Yeah. And I just don't see really anyone stopping them in the near future. Yeah. Speaking of the Muhammad's new trade, uh, I want to start the game picks. Our, our predictions with uh, the team that traded him. The one and five Atlanta Falcons. They have not looked good, and today they have Seattle coming to Atlanta, and I think this is going to be a bad game. This is they're catching Seattle at kind of the wrong time. Yeah, they just came off that loss to Baltimore. They're probably angry. Russell Wilson, obviously, for me, he's probably the MVP of the league. Him or McCaffrey, and yeah, I think Seattle wins this game. Yeah, I do too. Um, just the Falcons, just. Week after week, have just not produced the way they, they expected. Yeah, and then Matt Ryan's hurt, I think. Yeah. I think he's going to play, but... He's just not been 100%. Yeah, yeah. and I'm going to go with Seattle as well, but um, bringing up a point that we talked about last time, actually, I believe, Mitchell or Andrew was talking about that Atlanta has had kind of the same core for a while now with Matt it's, Ryan, Yeah, Julio it's that Super Jones. Bowl core. Yeah, yeah, it's that Super Bowl core, but... They're just so inconsistent, and right now they're not showing up, and it's kind of, it's so weird to think that that is that same Super Bowl team, really. Yeah, I mean, if you look at uh, Super Bowl losers, it kind of haunts them, because, I mean, you even look at the Rams. They ha- they made that trade for Jalen Ramsey because they knew they weren't good enough to beat the Patriots last year, and now the Patriots look even better this year. So they're, uh, they're making moves desperately to try to one-up the Patriots. And, I mean, there's been teams that lose the Super Bowl and miss the playoffs entirely. Yeah. And I just think they're another victim of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. So we're all going Seattle. Andrew has Seattle. Yeah. Um, next game, uh, the Chargers are going to Chicago to play the Bears. Uh, the Chargers have not looked good this year. No. They lost to the Titans in dramatic fashion last week with a goal line fumble. Melvin, Melvin Gordon does not look good. Not no. at all. Mm-mm. I mean, he even said, I got an like, alert the other day. He was like, I made a big mistake. I'll never miss another training camp again. His holdout failed. And um, yeah, you can definitely see him not being at training camp has affected his play. Yeah, he thought he was a Zeke Elliott. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Zeke came back, and he's already a stud again. Yeah, but he's missed a beat. That's just not Melvin Gordon. I, I just, the Bears defense, solid. They're going to contain the Chargers. I got the Bears. Yeah. I also have the Bears. I mean, they've been struggling on offense with Trubisky. He doesn't look very good. But uh, that defense is just good enough. I think they win a close game. I think Rivers plays well, but he'll probably 
cough the ball up a few times. The Bears have been really good at that. I got Bears. I have the Bears as well. I think it'll be um, probably a one-touchdown game, but I think the Bears ultimately will pull it off. I think David Montgomery has a big game. He's been really good. Yeah. Um, next game, uh, the Giants, Daniel Jones uh, is going to uh, Detroit to face the Lions. Andrew has Detroit in this game. What do you guys think? Um, I, I'll take the Giants. You're taking the Giants. I'll take the Giants. I think Danny Dimes shows out, gets the win in Detroit. Wow. Yeah. Um, and Saquon's back. So. Oh, that'd yeah. be huge. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, Mitchell, I'm going to go with the Giants. Saquon's back and Danny Dimes playing pretty good. So, I think they I think they're gonna win today over or win over Detroit. Not today. I'm gonna have to agree with Andrew. I think Detroit's look really good. They should have won that game against Green Bay on Monday Night Football if it wasn't for the refs who have been bad this year. Real bad. Uh, yeah, I think Matt Stafford's look good. Maybe his best since Calvin Johnson left. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go Detroit on this one. Uh, staying in New York. Uh, it's not in New York, but the Jets are going to Jacksonville to play the Jaguars. Uh, interesting thing here, uh, Gardner Minshew still uh, playing for the uh, Jaguars. He's still their starting quarterback. But Nick Foles is close to his recovery. He's close to coming back. Uh, who do you think? Who do you think they go with? I think Nick- they got to go with the hot hand and Gardner Minshew. He's been. I mean, I'd agree. He has ten touchdowns to two interceptions, wow. seventeen hundred yards. Yeah, I, I mean, he's been lighting it up when no one really expected it, and he's played in just for comparison. He's played in less games than. Um, oh wait, never mind. I messed that up. <laughs> okay, I I agree. I think Gardner Minshew will probably keep his job, mm-hmm. but I think it's interesting because, I mean, they gave Nick Foles all that money. Yeah. So, we'll. I mean, it's interesting to see what they do here. I think I think they win against the Jets. I don't. The Jets have not looked good. No. They have that big win against Dallas, their first of the year, and then Sam Darnold hangs four interceptions, and. They, I know it's the Patriots, but like, he looked incompetent. He said he was seeing ghosts out there. Seeing ghosts. I think I think he continues to see those ghosts. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Jacksonville as well in this game. Um, Andrew, we know if you were here, you'd be talking quite a bit about your your guy Gardner Minshew. Yes, yeah, the Jaguars. Yeah. Considering he just bought his Washington State jersey, I know Andrew is a big fan. Yeah, Mitch, who do you have? I got the Jags. Jags. All going Jags. Up next, uh, talking about Jalen Ramsey. He plays Cincinnati today in L.A. Um, Cincinnati, they don't look good. I'm going the Rams. Yeah. Andrew is also going the Rams. I got the Rams. The Bengals look bad. Real yeah. bad. <sighs> Bengals, not good. I'm going to have to go with the Rams. Interesting game. I think it's in week 16. Bengals-Dolphins. I mean. Battle of the Battle of the Undefeated. Yeah. <laughs> battle of the Defeated. Potentially, yeah. Um, next game, uh, it's a bit of a weird game, uh, storyline wise, Tampa Bay, Tennessee, this probably should have been the Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota battle. Uh, the 2015 quarterbacks, Marcus Mariota has obviously been benched. Ryan Tannehill, uh, got the start last week and won against, um, he won against the chargers. I think, um, I think Tannehill looked good enough where I can believe that he beats Tampa today. Tampa has kind of gone on a skid. Yeah, um, it looks like both teams might be moving forward in their quarterbacks. Yeah. And, um, I mean... Winston had that five-interception game in London against the Panthers. It's not good. 
Um, but in, I mean, if they think it's time, it might be time. But I still, uh, I will still take the Titans over the Bucks. Going Titans. Yep, I'm gonna go Titans as well. Um, kind of an interesting storyline. Again, there are both teams moving forward with both of those quarterbacks being drafted in the same year. But um, I'm gonna go with Tennessee today. I'll go in Tennessee. Shout out my my guy Jimmy McLean. Shout out Jimmy McLean. <laughs> You're gonna have to draft a quarterback, but you'll get the win. Yeah. Uh, up next now, Philly versus Buffalo, the five and one Buffalo Bills. Honestly, Philadelphia has been so disappointing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I still believe in them. I still think they're. I think they're gonna win, but they haven't really given me any reason to believe that they're a good football team. They're talented, but I don't think they're a good football team. Andrew also has the Eagles in this game. What do you guys think? Yeah, I'm gonna take Philly as well. Um, I mean. The Bills are 5-1, and one and they've looked a lot better than people have expected. They haven't really played anyone, though. Yeah, that's true. But I think uh, I think the Bills are going to start to fall off. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, Philly this year kind of been disappointing. But um, I think with a win this week, they can turn it around, uh, hopefully. So I'm going to go with the Eagles. All going the Eagles. We all had the Eagles two weeks ago, and then... The Vikings put up 38, so we'll see how that goes. Up Don't next, let me down this time. <laughs> up next, uh, Denver goes to Indianapolis to face the Colts. Jacoby Brissett's look pretty good. I mean, for me, right now, the Colts are probably the second-best team in the AFC with Patrick Mahomes out. I'm going to go Indianapolis. I think they look really good. Yeah, um, surprisingly, Brissett's looked really well. I mean, everyone thought it was they were going to take a huge hit, but I mean... They've kind of just stayed on pace. Um, Haven't missed a beat. Yeah, yeah, just how they would have been with Andrew Luck. So, yeah, I'm going to take the Colts. The Colts have been looking real well. Yeah, I was, uh, as you all know, I was a big fan of Andrew Luck before his retirement. But um, I was expecting them not to be all that great this year, honestly. But they've really kind of impressed me um, with Brissett there. So I'm going to go Indianapolis today. And Andrew's going Indianapolis as well. We're all going the Colts. Uh, next game, uh, this is interesting. Uh, Arizona versus New Orleans. Two kind of weird storylines. The Cardinals are 3-3-1, and one, which is surprising. They have more wins than the Browns. And they're facing a red-hot New Orleans team in New Orleans. And I think I think Teddy Bridgewater's looked good enough where I think I can trust him in this kind of game to win the games that they're supposed to win. I'm going to go New Orleans. Yeah, the Saints have looked well. Teddy's been playing real well um and not many people expected them to just continue on the path and um i just i just don't see the cardinals putting up a fight yeah yeah the saints are looking really good right now um i don't see the cardinals beating them really in any fashion so i'm gonna have to go with the saints they've been pretty impressive all right all of us including andrew going the saints we've had consensus picks for about five straight of these this is fun uh now this our opinions could differ on this i'm interested on this one carolina going to san francisco to face the 49ers it's kyle allen versus jimmy garoppolo in two the the panthers are what they've lost two games four yeah and two. four and two they're four and two uh san francisco as we said six and oh uh i think this is a really interesting matchup i'm gonna go san francisco but i think it's close i think it's really close yeah, I'm also going to go San Francisco. I mean, they're just red hot right now. I mean, surprisingly red hot. And uh, uh, the game is in, um, 
San Francisco, so I'm going to go with the 49ers. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have to complete the another clean wow. sweep across the board. San Francisco for me on this one. Who did Andrew wow. pick? San, uh, San Francisco. Francisco. We're all in consensus. So we're all going to do great or we're all going down. Uh, up next, Oakland v. Houston. Now, Houston's coming off that loss against Indianapolis and in Indian. In, uh, in Indiana, um, they've kind of looked on and off, and Oakland's kind of been surprising for me. I think they have bright spots. For anyone who watched Hard Knocks, Darren Waller looks really good. Um, I'm going to go Houston. I think home field advantage is the difference here. Andrew's also going Houston. What do you guys think? Um, I guess I'm, this could be my upset pick. I'm going to go with the Raiders. I like that pick. I wish I did that. Um, I'm also going to go with the Raiders, Mitchell. I'm going to join you on that there. I think this is a close game, but I think the Raiders are going to pull it out in the end. I think I think the Raiders have surprised They've surprised me. Yeah. They look good. I didn't think they'd be 3-3 three and three after all the stuff that went down this offseason. Antonio Brett, yeah. Addition, Definitely thought they would be worse than this. Addition by subtraction. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, up next, the 4 o'clock game. This is obviously an important one for us. The Browns headed to Foxborough to take on the Patriots. Now... There's a lot. I mean, we uh, the a lot of news for the Browns during their bye week. They benched Greg Robinson. Uh, they're looking to trade for a tackle, specifically Trent Williams, maybe Nate Solder. But coming off that loss against Seattle, we had moments, but we let the game slip, and it was a really frustrating game for us. And this is the worst time to be facing the Patriots. So I'm gonna go New England. They look good. They look amazing. Here's my take on this game. I think this is the week. This is the week that Cleveland is going to turn around due to highly unpopular opinion. Um, New England looks really good right now, but I think the Browns are the underdogs. They've got nothing to lose in this game. Nobody's expecting them to win. Um, and I think the Patriots are going to play down in their competition, and I think the Browns are going to pull out a big win and hopefully a season changer for them hopefully yeah um coming off of bye i feel like um we you know having two weeks to prepare i just still think two weeks isn't enough any other team in the nfl i think we'd be able to put up a big uh, a fight the patriots just look too good right now they're yeah. lighting up teams i mean they had sam darnold seeing ghosts so yeah i think i think this is a really interesting game for cleveland because, as we said, if you look at their schedule, it's not hard. But I feel like this is the last game for the Browns, besides the Ravens game. This is the last game for the Browns to really earn respect. They do not have any respect right now. Um, they think Baker's overrated. He's thrown 11 picks. Um, they, don't, they don't believe in Freddie Kitchens. They don't think this team's for real. And our easy schedule will kind of... Uh, allow for that kind of conversation to happen if we make the playoffs, if we win out because of that easy schedule. So I think this is our last chance to earn respect, and it's a really important game. What Justin said, we're playing with house money. I don't think so. I think um, I think this is really important for us to win. Yeah. I have New England winning, but I think it's going to be closer than what people think. Yeah, I just I just think the Patriots' defense is catching Baker at the perfect time. Yeah, I mean they've forced many turnovers and baker's given up a lot of turnovers and i just kind of see that continuing this week yeah i think win or lose for the browns i think baker throws at least two picks yeah i mean even when we're looking so good he still finds a way to just throw in a pick here and there and it's just so frustrating because it just 
kills that momentum that we have. Yeah, when I say that, I think it mean I think I mean it more for the Patriots because they they've given up their defense has only given up 28 points this yeah. year. They look amazing. They're historical. And yeah, I'm I'm going to go New England. I hope it goes a different way. Yeah, too. that's going to be I had to come out with a bold pick for um this week's games and this is going to be my bold pick, I think. Cleveland has nothing to lose here. I think they're going to go out and gain some respect, hopefully. Hopefully. I don't see it happening. Yeah. Uh, up next, Green Bay, uh, Kansas City. Now, this is an interesting game, not only because you have the one-loss Packers, but you also have uh, Kansas City without Patrick Mahomes. Uh, you have Matt Moore starting. Uh, this is Andrew has Kansas City winning this game. I don't know really? if he knows Patrick Mahomes is out, but... I mean, we're gonna go with it. The red hot Aaron Rodgers coming off of six, a six Huge touchdown game. game. Yeah. He's gonna continue it, go into Kansas City and uh, come out with a win. Yeah, I think that de- I think the Kansas City defense not good. No. It's not good. Patrick Mahomes has been masquerading how incompetent that defense has been, and yeah. I think it's gonna show. I think it's gonna show Sunday night. I, I think the Packers win by at least ten. Yeah, I just think the absence of Patrick Mahomes just means too much to that team. He's basically the heart and soul of that team, mm-hmm. and without him, they're really not anything too special. Yeah, it's kind of like um, when the Warriors had Kevin Durant. It's yep. kind of like when Steph Curry was out. They they kind of didn't click the same way, mm-hmm. and yeah, I think it's gonna happen. I think it's gonna happen. Uh, Green Bay, pretty handedly. Yeah, and with losing Patrick Mahomes. Uh, this week, I think that definitely hurts Kansas City, and then even more so how well Aaron Rodgers played last week. Um, I don't see this as I. Th- I think the Packers are going to win by at least two touchdowns. Yeah, we're all in agreement except Andrew. Andrew's going bold with the Chiefs. Uh, now, finally, Monday night. This might be the worst Monday night football game I've ever seen. <sighs> the Dolphins head to Pittsburgh to face. Uh, is it Mason Rudolph still? Yeah. Mason Rudolph and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh my goodness. Why would you want to watch this game? Yeah. I will definitely not be tuning in for this game. Like but... Andrew has the Steelers. Uh, I think I think the Steelers win by default. Yeah. I, uh... I think the Steelers win by default. I definitely agree, but I don't want them to win because we're probably not going to beat the Patriots and that means the Steelers will pass us in the division. And yeah, I mean I'm they've not, had they've had wanna, easy games yeah. with Cincinnati. They're building momentum. We'll yeah. get our wins against Cincinnati when the time comes. The Steelers are not good, but the Dolphins are even worse. Yeah, the Dolphins are just a train wreck right now, and this is a very bad matchup, especially for Monday Night Football. But like you said, Anthony, I think Pittsburgh wins by default here. Yeah, I mean I'm really happy the Redskins have this week off because I can't watch them play anymore. <laughs> A lot of train wrecks in this league. Mm-hmm. Mitch, you got Pittsburgh? Yeah, I got Pittsburgh. Got Pittsburgh. So that that concludes our uh, game picks. Uh, we talked about uh, college football. We gave our picks for those games. We talked about the Heisman. We talked for a while about uh, the college football playoff and how it should be handled. Um, and then we went around the NFL. We talked about the trades going on in the league. Uh, we gave our picks. Uh, we were pretty much in agreement some deviations but um anything else to say guys 
Um, actually, one thing I do want to add uh, on the college football side of things, a good game this week to watch, Indiana-Nebraska. Oh, yeah. I think a lot of people might be surprised. Um, Indiana 5-2 and two right now, and Nebraska's 4-3. and three. But if you look at Indiana's schedule, their only losses are to Ohio State and Michigan State by a field, that field goal there at the end, and obviously the garbage points they got at the end there. But... Um, I think that that could be a good game to watch this week, and I think it could be surprising to a lot of people. But that's that's my only other thing for this week. Mitch, you got anything? No, thank you. I just have one thing to say. Uh, the, the Bulls won their first game last night, and Kobe White looks for real. I'm just really happy. <laughs> All right. Uh, that wraps it up for this. Uh, I'm really glad that you tuned in, and we'll see you next week. Till next time.